Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Welcome back to season two of Metaphorically Speaking, where we're still talking about fear and how it impacts in the ways we live and the ways we work and the ways we play. At this point in the conversation, we've kind of framed up fear. We look at how it affects us physically and explore how we tend to respond to fear. So again, feel free to go back if you didn't get a chance to listen to any of those episodes. So today we're going to really take the next step in this conversation and talk about the value of fear. I mean, is there is there does it play a viable spot, a positive spot in our lives? And is there, if so, does it is do we need to reframe the way we look at fear? So we're going to kind of discuss that approach today. Yeah, and to kick things off, we're going to circle back to Elizabeth Gilbert, who we actually referenced in the first episode of this season. She's clearly becoming a, a role model in this conversation. <laughs> Uh, but this is a quick reading from her book called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And the quote's a little long, so stick with me. <laughs> but if you really take the space to think through every line that she says, um, it, it's, it's really incredible. So stay with me here. You're afraid you have no talent. You're afraid you'll be rejected or criticized or ridiculed or misunderstood or worst of all, ignored. You're afraid there's no market for your creativity and therefore no point in pursuing it. You're afraid somebody else already did it better. You're afraid everybody else did it better. You're afraid somebody will steal your ideas, so it's safer to keep them hidden forever in the dark. You're afraid you won't be taken seriously. You're afraid your work isn't politically, emotionally, or artistically important enough to change anyone's life. You're afraid your dreams are embarrassing. You're afraid that someday you'll look back on your creative endeavors as having been a giant waste of time, effort, and money. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of discipline. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of workspace or financial freedom or empty hours in which to focus on invention or exploration. Mm -hmm. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of training or degree. You're afraid of being exposed as a hack or a fool. You're afraid of upsetting your family with what you might reveal. You're afraid of what your peers and coworkers will say if you express your personal truth aloud. You're afraid of unleashing your innermost demons and you really don't want to encounter them. Mm-hmm. You're afraid your best work is behind you. You're afraid you never had any best work to begin with. You're afraid you neglected your creativity for so long that now you can never get it back. You're afraid you're too old to start. You're afraid you're too young, young to start. You're afraid because something went well in your life once, so obviously nothing can ever go well again. You're afraid because nothing has ever gone well in your life, so why bother trying? Mm. You're afraid of being a one-hit wonder. You're afraid of being a no-hit wonder. Mm. <laughs> so true. It's a lot there. So much there, and like so many times, the kid in me right between the eyes. I know, same. It's not just like, oh, that's really cool. It's mm-hmm. Oh, me, calling me, me. Out. Yeah, me. For sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think it like it relates to so many people, so many artists, musicians, business owners. Um, could definitely say put their hand up to one of those lines and. You know, I think this process of, you know, the process of creating or building a business or leading staff, like it's wrought with fear in a lot of different ways and it's okay. And it lives lives around us and it's part of that creation process. And so I was thinking, I was looking through the survey responses and what we're talking about today is really, you know, how do we define it? How do we, uh, and is that proper 
is that a proper definition to reframe it in the right way it was interesting in some of those responses just kind of how people see fear sometimes like it's only a hindrance mm-hmm. or it's something that only stands in the way of, of like the good life and um but i just you know kind of living through fear in my own way i just wonder if that's the right way to do it and i'm not saying those are bad bad thoughts and bad just like bad ways bad perspectives perspectives but for me it never really sat well because i just felt like maybe there's a new way to look at fear maybe we don't have to see it as something that stands in the way something that has to be avoided but maybe there's you know something that we can live with us we don't have to get it off ourselves and get away from us it can like accept its existence and then find ways to embrace it even yeah and thinking i don't know the visual that comes to my mind is this sort of vitamin versus virus view. So, you know, you have this vitamin that's supposed to supplement your diet, give you more energy, you know, um, protect maybe certain things within your system. And then you have this virus as something you have to get out of your system, like quickly discard. Um, and sometimes I think we definitely look at fear in the latter way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got to get it away from us. We've got to avoid it. We need to um, let it pass through us as quickly as possible and you know fight it and try to overcome it whereas maybe we should look at it more as like um something that empowers us something Mm -hmm. that gives us a new perspective doesn't feel good it's not the way we want to do it but does it um it open up new avenues for growth and you know therefore it becomes a vitamin becomes that supplement to nourish us and give us more strength absolutely that's such an interesting analogy I think along that same line, you use words like overcome and conquer and whatever it might be. And I think the thing that I'll, that has always stood out to me or always frustrated me is just this notion of being fearless, mm-hmm. this expectation that in order to be such and such, you have to have no fear. And I hear people just always use fear in that kind of connotative sense, like I've got to confront, challenge, combat it, you know. Yeah. And um, there's no real courage brought to that statement or brought to that thought process. And and I love this word courage because in the dictionary it's defined as the ability to face and confront fear, pain, danger, uncertainty, and take action in spite of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that fear cripples so many people because, you know, they have this sense that they have to be fearless against it and they're not. And when you feel this sense of courage, it's I'm feeling the pain of this fear, but I'm doing something anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think two people get courage wrong and they assume, well, if I'm courageous, then that means fear is non-existent. It's not there. But in fact, it's the opposite. Courage requires fear in order to, you know, show up. So there's no need to be courageous if you aren't afraid of anything. Mm -hmm. No, so true. Yeah, I do. I think there's so much this unattainable expectation that we, we put on other people to achieve this state of fearlessness, so this absence of fear. And yet... I think part of that is just even fear of like if we're seen as not fearless then we're weak mm-hmm. and we can't live our full potential or we're you know held back from taking action or living like a life of contentment or adventure or fulfillment but you know we talked about this a couple episodes it's really just a lie because mm-hmm. fear is not necessarily weakness it, it's for one a biological response to a stimulus <laughs> right. you know, physically um, but it also just opens up doors to to explore and you know, we just don't have to, um, opens up some doors to explore and we just don't have to think like only those who are fearless are the bold, they're the brave, they're the adventurous, adventurous, but, and if you, if you do have fear, then you're this, you know, sort of quiet and, um, I don't know, you just don't have success in life. And I think, you know, it puts a quiet, a bad light on those who are quiet and humble and who are facing fears kind of in their own, in their own ways and not dealing with them in this loud way. So, 
think that also leads to this 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 idea of fearlessness leads into that and then of course it leads us to paint this picture like we are fearless you know we're not being honest with ourselves of course to begin but then we're mm-hmm. also not being honest on you know social media or in real conversation with our friends we're kind of always striving or posturing to show how much we've got it together right and um you know all this again that fearlessness this idea of this just bleeds into so many different spaces yeah so what i love about the conversation is that one of the things we're trying to do for ourselves and talk about is just that awareness that recognition that fear does exist within us all and it always will and instead of deciding i have to be fearless it could be healthiest to even stop and ask why am i afraid you know what Mm -hmm. is it specifically that i'm afraid of in this moment and that goes back to that conversation on taking space and time to just think through why are these feels real for me um and i love kind of looking at breaking it down between like a logical and an emotional approach. So for some people, processing fear emotionally might actually be more healthy. You know, they need to be the ones to just say, I'm afraid right now. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling anxious. I'm feeling this. It makes me sad. It makes me angry. Um, And that's maybe their better response for um, handling fear. And then on the flip side, somebody who's very emotional about it may need to look at it in more of a logical way, just giving themselves that time and space to say, hold on. Why am I afraid? Back to that kind of exercise. I feel this way, but I can, my body still can do it. Yeah, I think taking that whole idea of feeling fear maybe one step further and thinking about it of how do we embrace fear even, not just acknowledge its existence, but see the value and see the the ways fear gives, the the things that fear gives to us. Things like, I think about humor, you know, I think fear (laughs) results in sometimes is is a technique to maybe deal with it, but it gives us um, humor, which of course can be a p- very positive experience within mm-hmm. our body. Um, a lot of research on, on the power and benefits of that. It creates creativity. Um, it's you know makes us more vulnerable. Helps us put stories out there that we you know things that we didn't even know were underneath the surface, and we put those out in poems or songs or blogs or books or you know all kinds of different things we can create that isn't as possible when we're. Um, you know, numb to some of these things or just acknowledge, not, not acknowledging they exist and, and also not ex- embracing them. Uh, it also just kind of creates better opportunity to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we can tend to live on our own and try to be an island, but this is a great way, of, uh, you know, just a stepping stone for a relationship and a connection with somebody else. And then also opens up the opportunity to love and be loved and, you know, sort of um, just take that next step in a relationship um, whether again feeling some of that that we need to feel more of that love or if we can extend that to somebody else and then it even just gives us more some of that tenacity you mm-hmm. know those are the, the things that it, it makes us stronger and gives us that backbone or that that kind of strength we need to, to move forward so um, sometimes without that push against us without that tension um, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be pushing back so it's good so along that same sense of motion we're going to kind of close out the episode with that last piece and just offer up another way to kind of sit and be with your fear Um, like we've mentioned many times today it's not going away i think at this point if we haven't said it enough times we recognize everybody deals with fear it's not necessarily something that we should even try to fully eliminate Um, and like joe was saying how do we find some how how do we find some healthy ways to live with it and Mm -hmm. to embrace it so we're going to go back to something that we've even mentioned before but 
just taking time for five minutes to just sit still and be present with your fear or fears. Uh, So we've talked about writing a letter. We've talked about having a conversation with your fear across the table. So in this exercise, we're just sitting with it. There's no action. There's no talking needed. There's no responding. Um, in In this moment, we think it's healthy to just acknowledge that fear exists. And in that moment, just bring yourself back to rhythmic breathing. You know, inhale through your nose and through your mouth. And after doing that for five minutes, just see if you notice any changes from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, how how does fear look after five minutes of sitting with it? Sitting with it, yeah. I think <laughs> I know for myself, there's always like, what are we supposed to do with this? What's this thing mm-hmm. happen? And the hard part in that exercise is just letting it be. Yeah, and, um, that could be even more scary than the other yeah, two. Yeah, you know, just to do. your mind is <laughs> yeah, it wants anywhere to go. it wants to be. Yeah, that, that hard part of just sitting with it. And I think just thinking about your breathing, um, bringing it back to that, because sometimes we want to take our let our minds wander and try to fix it, try to do something with it. And I love that part of the exercise you shared of just thinking about coming back to our breathing, our inhales through our nose or exhales through our mouth and just being okay with it in five minutes will probably feel like a long time i know i'm like ooh, that's intimidating yeah yeah but just along that line just that breathing i want to go back to biologically just that awareness of what's happening to your body you know and how do you have a say over that so hopefully you found some good just actionable items here um we know that we talked about a lot but we think that people deal with fear very differently and for that reason there needs to be a lot of different healthy approaches to it So if you have questions or comments related to today's conversation, the topic of fear, or really anything we can do for you at Keyhole Marketing, as always, send us an email at hihi at keyholemarketing.us. Cool. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you in the final episode next.